0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: I think as women, um, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, uh, he, I I don't want to say went out of his way, but he certainly elevated um, the role of the woman. At a time when women were marginalized to say the least, um, you know, in many cases, women were considered property, and yet Jesus you know, whether it's through the Samaritan woman, or whether it's through his resurrection, uh, you really see how he treats women differently than his peers would have, or you know, than than the people in his modern day would have done. And we want to imitate Jesus. We want to be like him in our representation of women.
2: Today is International Women's Day, a day where we celebrate women. Now, why is it so important for the church to celebrate women? Well, we're joined today by Melanie Singh. She's a women's ministry leader at Ottawa Church of Christ. She's going to share with us why it's important as Christians to celebrate women. And she'll also share with us what it's like to be a woman in ministry. We're going to hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Melanie Singh. She's the women's ministry leader at Ottawa Church of Christ. So speaking of women, today is International Women's Day, an important day to celebrate women. Tell us, first of all, why this day is important to you. You know,
1: I really believe, first of all, as a women's ministry leader, a Christian, um, I believe that God always intended for women to, um, to play a unique role in the uh, saving of mankind. I think men and women share a bond, a partnership, and God always intended for women to have a unique role in that partnership um, for the saving not only of women, but of men as well.
2: As a church, why is it so important to celebrate this day today and then obviously year-round?
1: You know, I think our church, um, like many, I'm sure, feel that in our world, um, women can sometimes have a silenced voice or a misunderstood voice, probably more accurately. And I think as women, um, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, uh, he, I I don't want to say went out of his way, but he certainly elevated um, the role of the woman. At a time when women were marginalized, to say the least, um, you know, in many cases, women were considered property. And yet Jesus, you know, whether it's through the Samaritan woman or whether it's through his resurrection, uh, you really see how he treats women differently than his peers would have or, you know, than, than the people in his modern day would have done and we want to imitate Jesus. We want to be like him in our representation of women um, and have the Christian voice, because I do think it's important. It's different from the world's voice. And I think the Christian voice is important to define uh, what a woman of God is.
0: It's uh Interesting, like you mentioned the life of Jesus. I understand people will interpret some scriptures in the New Testament certain ways, but you can't deny God chose to work through Jesus's ministry using women. Like he started with Jesus's mother. Mary was a teenage girl, right? And then the woman at the well or Mary and Martha and uh, yeah, on and on. Jesus had a a special role for women throughout his ministry and life.
1: That's exactly right. And, and, you know, I think when you look again at the life of Jesus, um, you know, obviously Jesus came to the earth to demonstrate the life that we were meant to live. You know, God always intended to be united with mankind. And when God created man, he created men and women equal. Now they have different roles. Um, they're uniquely different. Um, but I think we messed that up. <laughs> and So I think when Jesus came to the earth, he was like, this is who I always intended you to be. And I love that he uniquely does that for women, because I think it is an area, you know, um, in humanity that we have gone astray. And uh, he shines a light on the role of the woman. He shines the light on the perspective of the woman, the unique gifts that women have, um, and he teaches us how to honor women um, in a godly way. So I love that about him.
2: Now the church you're a part of held an event yesterday um, in honor of International Women's Day. Tell us a little bit about that and what you focused on.
1: So our event yesterday initially started out as a uh, event just with the Ottawa Church of Christ, which Um, has just over 100 members. Um, Because, you know, of COVID, uh, it quickly became an Eastern Canadian event um, where we had uh, about 400 women there, which was amazing. The focus of the event was on the character of Esther in the Bible. um, And the theme internationally, actually, for all of our churches, all of our family of churches was for such a time as this. Um, we chose to name our event. This is my time. And the focus was, you know, like Esther, you know, God used her for a very unique um, purpose. And uh, you see that when Mordecai comes to her and says, you know, here's your opportunity, Esther, you know, God perhaps has raised you up for this very purpose to save his people and uh you know, we had different women from different backgrounds and different ages share really their experience and how they were able to use their experience to help other women. you know, in other words, they took perhaps what was a tragedy in their life. you know we had a woman who's had lost a number of people and was grieving and you know took that grief and started a nonprofit organization to help others during their time of grief so we had a politician um, really sharing about her unique uh, opportunity to use her Christian female voice um, to impact the world um, and then we had another speaker from Kansas City just really sharing her unique journey so it was amazing um, just to see young, older, um, you know, all nationalities speak from their perspective and how they really have taken the time that God has given them and used it in a unique way. So
2: why the theme, this is my time. So we we played
1: around with different themes. Um, and, you know, we have a, we had a committee of women and they really felt like it was a, uh, a little more (laughs) relatable to what we, uh, you know, the generation today would understand Um, for such a time as this uh, has sort of a dated um, concept. You know, of course, I'm I'm in my 50s, so it didn't sound dated to me, but (laughs) to to our younger generation. And, you know, it ended up being a really great thing because it resonated with a lot of people. Um, And especially because we tied it into the book of Esther, because, you know, one of my thoughts was it seems very self-focused. But when you combine it with the character of Esther, it's really easy to see how, you know, Esther could have been selfish and fearful. And yet she understood that was her time. And if she was meant to die, then she would die. But she chose to live for God and choose the right thing. So.
2: Uh, as a woman of color, uh, how important is it to, to get the message out um, and to be that leader and to be out in the front as well?
1: Wow. Um, it's it's difficult to quantify how important that is for me as a woman of color. I, I feel like it's been an incredible year. You know, there's been some milestones, and I think in the middle of uh, – you know, tense climate, racial climate, I think a clear, positive, faithful voice um, is so, so, so important. A unifying voice is so, so important. Um, You know, I personally grew up in South Africa during apartheid. And so to come to live in Canada, first of all, is amazing, but then to be given the opportunity that I have to speak to women of all colors Is another gift. And uh, I think it's vitally important um, to have a good, strong, clear voice and to hear from other strong women of color is incredibly important.
0: For uh, like the wider church and for people that have, let's say like differing opinions on the role of women in the church, how can we set those aside and be more united do you have any input on that
1: (laughs) that is a great question um yeah I think you know here in Ottawa our goal is it's our our theme is or mission is to foster an intense love for God that results in us loving one another I think if we as Christians started with love and you know, from a place of love spoke of our differences, we'd be a lot further ahead. I think we start with our difference and that's part of the problem. Um, you know, we, we, Jesus always started with love. He, he came with grace and truth, but he always began with love.
0: I was just thinking, yeah, as you were speaking, like, and celebrate those gifts that God, our creator has given us those differences. Right. And uh, uh, earlier, when you were speaking, I was thinking too of uh, Timothy, and in in the second letter to Timothy, Paul writes, "Don't forget about your faith, which your grandmother and your mother first had." Right? It was the grandma right. and mother that led Timothy to faith and modeled that faith form, and it's something Paul celebrated.
1: That's exactly right, and I and I love that the Bible mentions that. Right? It, you know, that's one of those unique things that I love about the Bible is that you know when you when you just read it, you miss some of those clues and you have to ask yourself, why are those clues in there? There's a reason, right? Yeah. There's a reason that they're there. And, uh, no, I, I, agree with you
2: 100%. What led you to women's ministry, uh, in the first place? And have you seen any changes over the time that you've been in women's ministry? Yeah,
1: I'll answer the second. I've seen, um, a lot of growth in women's ministry. Um, I think, you know i think there's some fantastic things that i've seen in women's ministry grow uh, number one being the elevation of the voice of the woman. um i think one of the things that you know you asked the first question was what led me to um join the full-time ministry the congregation that i'm a part of um you know, they ask, it's one of those things where you don't apply initially for the position. And so when I first entered the full-time ministry, I certainly, and still consider it a calling. I, I feel like I was called to this position and I was called to this role. Um, you know, there's no specific calling, if you, if you will, in the scriptures but I really felt like God was was saying, "This is what you are meant to do." And um, you know, I've been doing this for over 25 years, um, and it's been an amazing journey. I've I've had the privilege and the honor of meeting people from all over the world, and I feel like every time I meet someone new, I learn something new. And so, I'm very grateful for this role and this position that I have, and working in partnership with my husband. It's it's
0: it's a joy. Um, I had an interesting discussion with, with a woman in leadership last week, and she was saying how sometimes something like International Women's Day actually frustrates her because it seems like only one day a year a spotlight gets shone on women in leadership and women doing amazing things where it should be every day, right? What, what is the value you see for something like International Women's Day?
1: Well, you know, I'll start by saying this. My husband has this thing where he'll say, you know, someday uh, when we see things the way Jesus did, we won't have a need for Mm. an International Women's Day or a um, Black History Month because we will be seen as equal. And so I will take the day because (laughs) it celebrates women and I get an opportunity to share, um, you know, with my sisters, uh, what Jesus means to me, you know, I, and I have to say, I, I am a little spoiled in that the congregation I'm a part of, we do, we really do elevate the role of women, um, and, uh, celebrate the role of the woman. So unlike other places, I feel like I'm, I'm a little more spoiled in that sense. Well, I'm-
0: Could you, what does that mean to you? Like, could you describe that a little bit to be celebrated as a woman in leadership?
1: Okay. I think what it means to me is that, um, is that my voice, my feminine voice, um, is understood and um, that my feminine voice is valued, that um, I can I can speak to it through the partnership I have with my husband. Um, you know, we really are partners. I feel like we understand uh, in our leadership our strengths and our weaknesses, and we happen to complement each other in a great way. And I feel very valued for those strengths and, um, you know, very much used, used is the wrong term, (laughs) um, very, very much valued. And I think you'll see that in our congregation. You'll see um, the way that women are a a vital part of our congregation on a daily basis.
2: Now, I see that your live stream from the event that you held yesterday is still online for people who want to learn more and they want to check that out. How can they do that?
1: Um, well, you can definitely go to our website, which is, uh, OttawaCoc.org. Um, from there, you, uh, will be led to a number of different things. And I want to just do a quick highlight for a nonprofit that we're partnered with called Dress for Success. We're running a month-long campaign, um, for donations. They're, they're an amazing organization that really helps women um and or you can go to our international website which is uh, disciples today.org um, to learn more about us but you can find us on facebook uh, on twitter on instagram and you'll be able to get the link to our program
2: thank you so much for joining us today
0: it's thank you
2: Thank you. It's so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.